0: I'm trying to think of space facts that I know or things that I've. We're talking about Becca. <laughs> like,
1: I don't know anything no. about space. I know nothing, and I. This is like my thirtieth podcast. I still know nothing. This the is ISS. Not
0: Ten, nine, ignition sequence starts. Six, five, four, three.
2: Well, let me explain briefly. We'll go okay. into normal conversation, but I'll I'll address.
0: I didn't mean to cut off the convo. I was just like I, I was sitting here. I'm like, what if,
2: what can I? No, it's give best. The spot, it's yeah. best if we're very off the cuff. If you have a fact, yeah,
1: put it in there. You know, but we're. I calm. mean, you've listened. I contribute most of the time. Oh wow. Uh huh. Oh cool. That's great. That's and it pretty much stops there. You know, and you quip, you quip where you can. You throw in like a b- b- butthole joke where you can, and then that's it. Okay, I yeah. can
2: do that. I that's can do you know. can throw in a butthole joke. That's it. Yeah. Um, so today, hello, listeners of I Need Some Space. We're back. It's been a long time because the world is falling apart, and I don't like to listen to my own voice, so I have a hard time editing these. <laughs> <laughs> that's the truth of the matter. Um, but I'm gonna keep putting them out because. I uh, they're fun I have fun and I learn so hi I'm michaela here with co-host lex
1: hi I missed you you look You're good you look three, really two. good
2: what thank you I
1: was actually talking to the audience not not you <laughs> you you look like shit Bye.
2: audience you look amazing we've covered a lot of the big topics you know we've covered the solar system. We've covered the International Space Station. We've covered all of those big planets.
1: We covered planets. We
2: did. So Gravity. I feel like it's time to get a little more. Loosey goosey with our format here. And a little just- pseudo,
1: a little pseudo science.
2: Now that you both have solved space, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, now that we, months, now in the past few months that we have conquered all space, yeah. I want to talk about astrology, horoscopes, mm. and who better to do that with than than these two folks? Who I feel, Lex, by the way he's he's a horoscope boy
1: i'm i'm a horror i'm a horror yeah
2: and we're joined today by a very special guest one of my best best friends and her name is becca marcus hello (laughs) thank you so much for having me oh thanks for being on (laughs) (laughs) thanks for being on so so horoscopes I just feel like we talk about horoscopes sometimes. Yes. You and I. Yeah. What got you into it initially?
0: Oh, I don't know, I think like being a lady, I feel like it's, I feel like as like women, we're like, why didn't it work out? Oh, oh, because he's a Pisces and you're a Libra, Mm. you know, Mm kind of thing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think it's also fun to like look up, I don't do the daily, I'm more into like Zodiac, like who you are as a person how is that affected by the time of year you were born in mm. and why are you friends with so-and-so is are do they have a complimentary zodiac to you are they your like foil in a way
2: right or so it's, like- it's more about how the stars and the planets determine who you are as a person and not like what's going to happen in your life it's yeah. not event-based it's like personality based mm. yes i feel that way
0: i, I don't yeah i usually focus more on that than i do on the actual like every day the um oh oh you're a leo you're gonna run into someone you know today
2: (laughs) today you'll speak to someone (laughs) i can do before today you're you're gonna breathe (laughs) (laughs) yeah well what you're mentioning um, those type of statements are called um, Barnum statements, and they're hmm. part of something known as the Barnum effect. Have you heard of this? It sounds like um like a, a liberal arts school or something. Yes, like does, Barnum yeah. and Bailey's liberal arts school for astrology. So the Barnum effect, though, is this tendency for people to accept very general personality descriptions. Uh-huh. Usually, they're positive descriptions, right? And they're vague. <laughs> so statements like you have a tendency to be critical of yourself or right you t- you pride yourself as an independent thinker like these are things that would be used to describe specific zodiac signs but is like, it weird that i literally had
1: the sign in my head after you said that
2: really which sign were yeah. you thinking of
1: i was like what you're really critical of yourself virgo you think you're a really independent thinker, aquarius, you know what i mean?
2: Yeah. It's actually more accurate to say it represents almost every single person and every single sign.
1: Wait, everybody is self-critical, not just virgos? Just we don't have a, a, a monopoly on that.
2: Right, right. I feel like also it's i think
0: most normal people are critical of themselves unless you're like a what is it when you're
1: a leo. It's <laughs> <Disgusting.
2: laughs> You're speaking I'm, to a leo. I'm leo. <laughs>
1: Uh, i take uh, back what i said i'm uh, a very
2: self-conscious anxious leo
1: When is your birthday
2: august 8th Oh, well, okay so interesting that you say you're self-conscious and anxious because that's a trait i'd normally associate with cancer because i'm a cancer yeah and i consider myself self-conscious and anxious but here's the thing well i don't know how i can get into this so quickly essentially hey, Mikhaila, you're a cancer Yes, that's what That'd she be- cries all the time. I
1: was gonna say it makes a absolute sense. Absolute. It sense.
2: makes crab absolute sense. Oh, <laughs> oh how droll! <brutal>. Okay. <laughs> um, well, I'll, I'll some I'll go more into depth on this, but essentially, the sign that you think you are is not the sign yeah. that you are. No. Oh, I, I, would I agree. I was thinking about this. D- didn't like ten years ago. It like switched or something. Um, more like three thousand years ago. So yeah. it's yeah, right. like, um mm-hmm. essentially how we determine your horoscope, your zodiac sign, this is from ancient times, the Babylonians looked to the sky and they saw the stars quote unquote moving across the sky. Okay. What we found out later is that it was actually the earth that is moving. The uh-huh. stars are pretty much staying still. They're moving away from us, but that's really the only movement that's happening. You need to blame people. them. Yeah, they want to get as far away from us as possible. <laughs> um, so we perceive the stars as moving across the sky at different times of the year. Uh-huh. We, Our sun, when we go around the sun, our sun passes through what we perceive as constellations. Different, Different ancient civilizations didn't have the same constellations like literally they're just looking at the sky picking out like some of the brightest stars and they're like that looks like a horse that looks like this and they're connecting stars that are thousands of light years apart like these stars Mm -hmm. have nothing to do with each other Uh except when you're on earth and you're looking up like they look like they're on one plane right but really they're so far apart from each other in space and every civilization had kind of a different idea of like what that constellation looked like, what stars made up that constellation. There's no universal consensus. It was the Babylonians who originally made these 12 constellations. They're like, okay, here are the 12 signs of the zodiac. However, there is a 13th sign that they what? just conveniently chose. There's a constellation that the sun moves through called ophiuchus it only spends 19 days here. So it's not wow. as long as the other slices of the Zodiac. Uh-huh. So what the Babylonians decided to do was ignore it completely. Oh. This didn't have immediate effects, but over years and years and years, it, it just kind of like, there is another sign that we've ignored. It's kind of like a leap year, like how we had to oh. add a day for this. It's like they got rid of a sign for convenience.
1: So people are just walking around being off of Ucus's and they have no idea?
0: Yeah. That's like, <laughs> that's like so um, lame though. Like if you, that was the, your science, like you're at a club and some dude's like, it's your son, baby. <laughs> and you're like, Ahiuchus. I mean, like, Can you tell? It's like not a cool archer or like a pegasus or a crab. It's like a blob. Yeah, like, I don't know. About
1: it. <laughs> it's like an amorphous blob with like an arm sticking out or some shit like that. Um,
0: yeah. you're so you're being such an Afiuchus. You're dueling all of
2: yourself.
1: How would you even spell Afeuchus? A P A P H O P H I U.
2: C-U-S
1: Ophiuchus Ophiuchus There it is
2: Yeah It's real. a large oh.
1: constellation Straddling the celestial equator Ooh mm. la 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 It That's is from funny. the Greek uh, Ophiuchus Serpent bearer oh. Serpent
2: bearer so it's it just is represented as a, holding a python, like it just. It is just represented a
1: as a man grasping a snake. So basically, it's oh. a. they
2: are like we're gonna ignore
0: the gay one. Essentially, yeah. <laughs> so, so what this is is
1: homophobia. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Babylonian homophobia.
2: Um. So we we ignored that the existence of that sign for convenience. Fact, we wanted to have twelve because that's a nice number. Hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Also, it's just the ugliest word.
0: People are so afraid of 13, too. It's like, we can't have Apiukas. We can't have a 13th floor uh, in a building. Like We can't have anyone get barbot mitzvahed. <laughs> <laughs> Cut that joke. I don't know. Cut that joke
2: <laughs> Neil deGrasse Tyson. He I've was explaining him. Constellation. Astrophysicist Neil deGrasse Tyson. I was He's thinking, got a good
0: mustache. I was thinking about the, uh, Mike Tyson.
2: <laughs> Yeah, so I used to get them confused as well. Really? Really. No, Neil deGrasse Tyson, he um he described constellations and the names of those constellations as it was ancient people putting their culture on the sky. Uh-huh. So they interpreted the obviously what Neil said is that it would require opium-induced imagination to look at these stars and actually see what they claim
1: to be. Well that's why I love astrology. Yeah. There you go. He
2: was saying everyone was on opium? Probably. Yeah. He was saying that you looked at the stars and was like, that's a that's a bull. Like they were on some shit. Yeah because clearly it's not but they put their culture on the sky in that some people didn't have bulls but like this culture like the greeks had bulls yeah. so they looked right. up and they were like okay that looks mega bull right. and then during like times of the year where it would rain more
1: mm-hmm. they'd
2: look at the stars and say okay that's a water bearing <laughs> constellation when this aquarius yeah oh. when this when the sun is in this constellation it rains on earth so that's the water bearer like, oh. they they gave it names that made sense with what was happening in, in their environment and in their culture.
1: Isn't that wild? That's fucking crazy.
2: Yeah. And we just kind of, like, took that and ran with it. I mean, that shows, like, the prominence of Western thought over Eastern thought is that, like, horoscopes and constellations and zodiacs we we took what the greeks interpreted from the babylonians from the egyptians like from the ancient chinese even and we just kind of like ran with the greek interpretation right like that's just what won out right yeah well there
1: are there are two types of astrology there's western astrology and then there's like vedic astrology which is based out of india and is the more eastern philosophy yeah
2: tell us about that legs
1: i don't know enough to really speak on it but the astrologer that i communicate with on a regular basis is a vedic astrologist um yeah and the sign that you are in western astrology is not necessarily the sign that you are in vedic astrology like i Mm -hmm. think in vedic astrology i'm not a virgo i'm a leo right (gasps) so like it's a completely different thing and i don't know enough about it to really speak on it in depth but i do know that there are two kind of distinct modes of thought around it there's the western which is what we kind of practice here in the states and then there's the eastern which is practiced in India and things like that.
2: And the Western, which has become like kind of a big deal moneymaker. All of your publications, like especially your women's magazine. At the end of the magazine. Yeah.
0: What your month is going to be like.
2: I was listening to one astrophysicist explain that she thinks horoscopes should have a disclaimer before them or should be removed completely from more common publication. Because it's not because people make decisions based on something that is not scientific. But okay, you could argue the same with religion. It's
0: like you go walk into church, and the dude at the pedestal is just like, "So disclaimer: this is just what yeah. people are saying today, right? right?" Like this, right? Is,
2: but but there's no. I feel like it would be uncommon for something religious to appear in like a mainstream publication, whereas astrology is like yes. in magazines, in newspapers, right, even right. without any any indication, like, by the way, astrology, not necessarily a real thing, but Lex is skeptical. It's real, but I think the power in it comes from, and I feel that you'll agree with this, I think any power that comes from a, from horoscopes is kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like, you kind of manifest yes. what it tells you. And same with personality traits. I think you can you can try and encourage yourself to behave in ways that align with how you're supposed to be behaving, quote unquote, based on when- Yeah,
1: but I think there's astrology, like the astrology.com astrology, and then there's astrology, which is like a real understanding of how the planets at the time of your birth are going to affect your life. Right? And who you are and who you become. Because when we were talking about Einstein's theory of relativity, right? And how gravity is a result of these massive entities in space and warping space-time continuum and all this shit. Right. You can't tell me that the planets are not going to have some effect energetically on our lives.
0: Huh. Well... Also, us like women aren't isn't the whole like oh the moon and the
2: in the tides and the like,
1: moon controls the fucking tides, Michaela.
2: The moon is different. The moon is, the moon is so close to us. The moon no. has has shit. The moon no the moon no and moon.
1: it's all close together really because it's all existing on the same astral plane.
2: Yeah. Well, I think damn, Lex. <laughs> 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 Look at us go. Um, the. I think the problem comes more when we give planets these characteristics, these personality traits, saying Venus is an amorous planet, Saturn is a is a solemn planet. Like giving these planets kind of anthropomorphic mm-hmm. personality traits, that has no basis in fact.
0: Yeah, but I feel like that makes sense because a long time ago, we weren't shooting ourselves up into space. And I feel like we, when we don't know things, that's how we interpret them right. to have some sort of grasp I didn't, I don't feel like I've heard people recently be like, oh, oh, I guess that is true in astrology, but like, this month is ruled by Saturn.
2: Yeah. And And that, that makes no sense from an astrophysics point of view. Like, the planet doesn't rule anything. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. planets have nothing to do with the signs. The signs are constellations or stars, apparently. Mm -hmm. These apparent groupings of stars that honestly have nothing to do with Mm -hmm. each other Mm -hmm. except our perception. Mm -hmm. Um, So the planets really don't have an impact on on our personality. What may have an impact on the personality, according to some scientific study, is the season in which you are born. Okay. That may have actual scientific impact on any mood disorders you may have. But okay. you feel
1: like it's more reasonable to say, oh, I was born in winter, so I'm depressed, rather than the fact that like, oh, my Venus is in Virgo and so I have intimacy issues. You don't yeah, see you don't see that that's a false equivalent?
2: No, I think the first one makes more sense. Wait, so what are <laughs> the mood disorders
0: for each season? And also what is what is a season in Florida compared to like New York or in Damn North? straight.
1: Damn yeah. straight. Yeah. Absolutely.
2: What? She's, <laughs> <Okay>. she's <laughs> <out> <laughs> such a cancer right now. <laughs> such,
1: a cancer. not
2: <laughs> her. Okay. Well,
1: She's gonna start crying. Cry, little cancer. Cry.
2: Cry, you little crab bitch. Cry. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'm just citing research that I well, I didn't do it. These people did it, but I looked it up. Um,
1: Uh, I'm still stuck on you little crab bitch. You little crab
2: bitch. Uh, I, I do look like I'm going to cry a lot, but that's just my face. Like, I can't help it.
1: I also saw a TikTok that there are like physical attributes that you can notice on certain zodiac signs. Like they were saying Virgos have a very elf-like quality. Moi, je suis a Virgo. Look at my little pointy elf ears.
2: Yeah. Like they say cancers have great tits. So... (laughs) No, that's true. I and I do have great. And, tits. You, do have,
1: and you do have great tits. Thank Absolutely. You. Thank Absolutely. You.
0: I think you both will agree with me. Being having lived 25 years on this earth now,
1: mm-hmm.
2: I
0: feel like there's like this unspoken phenomenon that I feel often when I meet someone, like and it's I thought before it was like, oh, it's deja vu. I maybe I've met them before or whatever. But now I feel like it is oh, I know your type. I know who you are. I understand what kind of box Mm -hmm. you fit into. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, the, I don't, I don't know even like how to categorize people, but a part of me is like, I think there are like, there's so many humans on this earth. I'm sure that you can kind of categorize a lot of people as like very similar. Right.
2: Like, but I would argue it's more based on how they grew up, where they grew up. Their education, than like where the planets were when they were born. Hmm. I, I
1: don't know. Can- I don't know. I've met a, like a lot of times, like I can get a pretty good idea of how I need to be with this person based on what their zodiac sign is. Because I also find, and I don't know if you find this, I tend to attract a lot of the same sign in my life. Me too. See? Me too. It's like, it's like a thing. And like me, I attract, I attract Scorpios, Aquariuses, Capricorns, and Cancers. Like like a fly to shit. I swear to God. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I just think it's, and what I've noticed is that the things that I learned from the people in my life that are Aquariuses do apply to the people that I meet that are Aquariuses. And I learn how to be around these people based upon their zodiac signs because there are similarities.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I feel like libras can be like very indecisive and like
2: go with literal go.
1: nightmares <laughs> literal nightmares they can be literal nightmares let's just say it
2: <laughs> again i'll try and Call stress me. that these could be very general traits of everyone to some extent and could could sure. be influencing your behavior towards someone saying like okay this person's very indecisive so let me make my opinion very clear and give them clear options and be patient with them, is that not just something that would be good interacting with anyone? Wouldn't that like be good with anyone?
0: Like my best friend is a Taurus and she and I have had friends in the past that have been Tauruses and it's like, you present options and they they have like an immediate, I wanna do this. And they're like, well, what about this? Let me whatever. And they're like, no, 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 this is what I feel. And it's very hard to chip away at them. Because they know exactly what they feel. Even if they are going to change their mind later on, it's going to take them time. Right. So like I've experienced that with many a Taurus. And Capricorns are very secretive and you never know what's going on with them.
1: But they're so funny. But when a Capricorn loves you, a Capricorn loves the shit out of you. Yeah. And they're the funniest, sweetest people.
0: And Maybe you can't use know. your astrophysicists to argue with them. Dear you. sweet <laughs>
1: listeners, don't listen to these people. <laughs> This is about horoscopes. This is about astrology. All right.
0: Are you, Lex, are you a Leo
2: Virgo cusp?
1: I am. No, I'm, my birthday is September 11th. So I'm, oh. I'm a Virgo Virgo. I've lost control
2: of this, listeners.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so my son's. do you know your sun sign and your moon sign and all that stuff?
0: I'm. My son is Leo. My rising
2: is Scorpio, but my moon is in Capricorn. So Whoa. just to give some interpretation of that, um, your sun sign would be this the constellation the sun is currently appearing in on your birth. Um, yeah. Moon sign, kind of self-explanatory, that's where the moon was on your birth. That's, that's just, your emotional That's how it rules your emotions.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. See,
2: that is the part that-
1: <laughs> you now, the, moon, the moon is looked at as more feminine energy, right? And emotions, women have a better time dealing with emotions, so wouldn't it make sense that the moon would rule your emotional mm-hmm. state? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. From a completely from a, <laughs> from a purely pseudo scientific metaphysical point of view, a hundred percent. I'm not saying the moon scientifically controls your emotion. I'm saying last night it was a full moon, and I was a complete emotional crackhead.
0: Yeah, I cried I a lot last night.
1: <laughs> okay, right. Oh, yeah. I'm glad I'm not alone. I'm glad. Uh, I,
0: I no. Well,
2: you should have.
1: I I she alternated between to, crying and dancing. <laughs>
2: Wanted to cry. I always want to cry. I'm on the cusp. <laughs> what are you? Oh, are you a Leo Virgo cusp? No, I'm on the cusp of tears. I'm on the
1: cusp <laughs> of an emotional breakdown. I'm on the cusp.
2: Okay, so I've lost control of this a little bit. I'm clearly not going to convince you guys astrology is not real, which is okay because, again, I really do think there's power in your own.
1: What in- is real, Michaela? What is real? What is real? What is real?
2: What? What? Exactly. No, that's, that's a right.
1: Exactly. Um,
2: what is real? I do think humans have incredible brain powers. I think we can make a lot of things true for ourselves just by believing it.
1: If there's one thing I learned from LSD, it's that nothing is real. Nothing is real. Except is- the
2: powers of LSD. <laughs>
1: I'm just saying I'm 90% sure that this is just an agreed upon hallucination. We're just having a hallucination that tends to agree with each other. But if I dropped acid, we I would be having a completely different type of experience and let me tell you it is so real. So real.
0: I think I think a lot of astrology has like for me if I think about oh my gosh there's millions and millions or billions how many people are there on earth a lot right? billions. billions billions there's so many things like, you think about oh who's my soulmate who am I who's gonna be in my life like I feel like I like to know like that okay like fundamentally I'm only gonna get along with you know these kinds like these personality types and like These kind of you're still like I I just feel like I feel like we
2: make that true for ourselves. I I agree.
0: I'm not going to get along with everyone. You know what I'm saying?
2: The Scorpios can be pains in my butt. Little monsters, little
1: absolute monsters. Scorpios, you're not going
2: to get along with everyone, but I believe in the potential to get along with anyone.
1: Yes, absolutely absolutely i'm not saying because you're a scorpio i'm gonna hate you you know i'm saying there's a higher chance that i will
0: of the people that you've been in love with yes what are their signs let's try to let's try to figure this out
1: well there's one right here i'm virgo so there's that (laughs) (laughs)
2: do you want me to google do you know their birthdays and i'll google no i know um my my first love was a sagittarius okay and and i did interpret i did look okay okay here you guys are gonna get me on this now i i do look to star signs sometimes because yeah because because i am a human being and as becca said i am a woman and we like it
1: (laughs) i'm not a woman i'm not a woman and i'm always looking at star sign shit my potential
2: interested in the interpretation of how will these signs get along well this did not work obviously what, cancer, my relationship cancer
0: with? Cancer and the numbers are so low. Yeah,
2: no, it's yeah. not Cancer great. and Sagittarius should
1: be an emotional nightmare. They're both too unstable.
2: Cancer seeks to, okay, wow, here, wow. There it
1: is. <laughs> so, oh, we better lose you you. your ass. You are exposed. I like it a little.
2: I like astrology, but I'm, I'm arguing it's scientific basis, and I'm arguing that there is not enough.
1: It's a Pseudoscience. To,
0: It's kind of like with sports, it's like dudes are like, oh, you know, um, Clinton's on this game and he's going to do great. And then he gets an injury and you're like, that wasn't supposed to happen, but it did. And you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like all this, like, I feel like it's like girl sports,
2: you know? Let me explain this study done by Semmelweis University in Hungary real quick, (laughs) which they found that when someone is born, seasonally speaking, it can play a role in... The change of developing a particular like temperament or mood disorder. Okay. So, um, and they it does this by controlling the dopamine and serotonin levels. Like that can be affected by your birth season. Hmm. Your levels okay. of again, dopamine and serotonin. Again,
1: you can't sit there and tell me that the temperature and outside is going to affect you, who you are as a person, and that a fucking planet is not going to have any effect over you.
2: I think what what this seasonal thing is arguing to me is that the only planet that has the effect on you is Earth. Earth seasons on Earth do come from the position of the planet on its axis, its point in its orbit. I think okay. that Earth affects us more.
1: If Mars exploded right now, yeah. would that affect Earth?
2: Uh, yeah. Yeah. <gasps> mm. If Mars exploded, if Mars
1: literally exploded right now, would that not have repercussions that would affect us all the way here on Earth?
2: I don't know.
0: Also, isn't the gravitational pull like different at certain points in the year because of the sun's orbit or
2: something? No. Are we sure? Can we find I have no. I, I,
1: Michaela would know. I, I I have no idea about actual science.
2: Um, are you're speaking about the elliptical nature of our orbit? How sometimes we are closer to the sun than we are at other right. times. Right. When that change, like the you know, a person's... Well, according to the study, it may affect your dopamine and serotonin levels. <laughs> but that doesn't make it so. Like oh. Okay. What they argued is if you're born in the summer, more so than people born in the winter, you'll have a cyclothymic temperament. What they mean by that is you're more prone to mood swings, rapid and fast changes in your emotions.
1: So then let's look at what signs What signs are born in the summer.
2: Yeah. Well- Leo, cancer. Leo, cancer, and I- Gemini. Yeah. Taurus is- Is May, but they also say people born in the spring and summer basically this whole study is just shitting on people born in the fall and winter They're like you guys are boring and sad people in the summer are exciting (laughs) and Not only do they have a cyclothymic temperament, but they have a hyperthymic temperament, which means they have high levels of energy and positivity
1: Mm. That's
2: what this study found um Hmm. That's all. I'm just trying to use science, you know. What are your
0: parents' signs? Let's put that
2: <laughs> up. Libra and Sagittarius. Okay.
0: Like my parents really? are, are both Pisces.
1: Oh. wow. Like, do you want to
0: guess if they're still married or not?
1: I'm gonna give that a no.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Explain <laughs> that, Michaela. <Okay. All> right. <laughs> Explain
2: divorce. <laughs> Tell me why I my parents aren't
1: together anymore.
2: <laughs> is, so Libra and Libra and Sagittarius. All right, let's look it up. Am I undermining
0: your podcast? No, oh, I'm, look at these levels. Oh, well, they don't have a lot of trust. They have <laughs> zero trust. They have 99% emotional oh, compatibility. That's
2: very nice.
0: Value. Oh, shit. Shared activities.
2: And they are still married, my parents. They are married. Where am Science. This? Science. Let's speak quickly about retrograde.
1: <gasps> oh, Mercury just got out of retrograde. Let me tell you, I feel it. I feel so much lighter.
2: I'm glad you feel that way. <laughs> Do you know what it means for a planet to be in retrograde?
1: It appears to be going backwards.
2: Correct. Yes. Uh, from our standpoint on Earth, even though the planet is continuing its orbit around the sun, to us, it appears to be going backwards because we have passed that planet in orbit. So similar to two cars moving on the highway, mm-hmm. if you're coming up to a car and you pass it, that car is going to look like it's going backwards, uh-huh. even though it's still going forward. Oh. So this happens with the outer planets far less frequently than it does with the inner planets. So usually astrologers make a bigger deal out of the outer planets being in retrograde and mercury is so commonly in retrograde so it's all with our perception absolutely nothing is happening different with the planets it's just we see it behaving differently from our standpoint
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: there is no science to back up any emotional um any emotional connection to this happening. It's funny, one time I watched one of those videos on YouTube where it was, like,
0: astrologist guesses the sign of 12 people, Mm -hmm. and they all had different signs, and I think he got, like, all of them wrong. He was like, oh, you have pointy ears, you must be this, or, like, um, and, yeah, it was, maybe he got, like, one or two right, but it was pretty funny. It's not a perfect pseudoscience.
1: No, no.
2: Um, and it used to be much more impactful, and it used to be actually much more commonly believed. Like now, from a 2014 study from this National Science Foundation, a poll yeah. found that half of millennials think astrology is science. So a little more than half. Oh, so that's pretty big. That's However, troubling. yeah, just looking like back in human history, astrology used to be a huge deal. Mm-hmm. Like. Uh, monarchs would have personal astrologers just to determine what's going to happen in my life. Really, And everyone in, in the kingdom will say was very interested in what was going to happen specifically to their King or their emperor, their ruler, because they had such a huge impact on everyone else's life. Right. So like there used to be court appointed. Well, not court appointed. What am I saying? They'd have personal astrologers. Mm-hmm. Um, that was like, just like a court jester, there'd yeah. be an astrologer. Like it was a job, a very important job. Why is to- there not more about this? I don't
1: know. That's true. That'd be a great like limited series or something like that. You know. There we go.
2: We have the another king's idea. the king's
1: astrologer.
2: The yeah. astrologist. Um, even as. right recently- Oh yeah,
1: starring Timothy Chalamet. Oh, I can see it. Okay, oh yeah.
2: God, he would be in it, wouldn't he? Oh, no, yeah. let's put Noah Centineo in
1: it. Let's not. Let's not put <laughs> Noah Centineo in it. Let's 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 put Noah Centineo. What's
2: his mind? sign? I'm gonna look
1: it up. <laughs> I feel like he's definitely like a fucking Pisces or some shit like that. Wait,
2: I want to guess. I want to guess what Noah Centineo's sign is. I think he's a Capricorn. What do you
1: think? You might be right. Um.
2: God. All right. Can't, he's can't, got real. Fa- I'm gonna guess Aquarius. I see. All right. You don't want to know how I arrived at Aquarius, either.
1: Is it because Noah Centineo is the worst, and Aquariuses are the worst?
2: No, I think we're all wrong. What you may 9th. May ninth.
1: I don't know what that is
2: Taurus Taurus, Taurus. Oh. that makes sense.
1: <laughs> I think I, say, I think I hate every sign equally. I'm pretty sure. <laughs>
2: what i wanted to say also about the how astrology used to have a bigger impact even as recently as the reagan administration nancy reagan had an astrologist okay she had her own so like we love this stuff we 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 it has faded from prominence because now we know more about how it might not like it's not a perfect science mm-hmm. but and it will continue to change but part of the reason it was such a big deal in the beginning and especially when people first started really making ideas about this, is because we thought the stars were moving around us. Mm-hmm. Right. So naturally, we're like, this has, this has to affect us. Look at these stars moving across our sky. Um, as we discovered, okay, the, you, the solar system is heliocentric. It's not geocentric that changed everything that's even the sun it's it orbits around the sun and we're like oh my god we're moving like when we found out we were moving that changed everything and we had to like redefine astrology as well to be like okay well we move through these constellations like obviously that has to have an effect on us and then we're like well what are the constellations because we thought they were just like you know, like stars in kind of the same plane, uh-huh. and then we're like, "Wait, they're millions of miles apart from each other, and then we like, oh. <laughs> like we keep getting little chinks in the armor of astrology until eventually I think it will disintegrate. But
1: I disagree. I completely what? disagree.
2: I think science will always win. It's going to take many, many years. But I think as I long as we, long as we have, have religion,
1: be- we will have astrology that's what i will say
2: well yeah religion that's the problem uh <laughs> show me the show me the
1: facts show me the facts that prove christianity i'll wait you know what i mean yeah show me the science behind jesus turning water into wine
2: right and show right me here. how i can do that
1: yeah let me know let me know how i can <laughs> turn water into marijuana okay then let's talk.
2: <laughs> the earth moves in a couple different ways we're going around the sun and we're also spinning on our axis. Uh-huh. But there's another type of movement. Yeah, I'm doing hand gestures, everyone. It's going like this. <laughs> yeah. Visual <always>, <laughs> aid. No, it wobbles on its axis. This Whop. is very much like a spinning top. Mm-hmm. So it's not only, it's going back and forth, it's wobbling and it's kind of tracing out this circle. With its procession. It's called it's tracing oh. out and that it comes back to the starting point of that every 26,000 years. It takes 26,000 years for the wobble to make a full circle. Boy, oh boy. So, um, that changes the plane, the what we are seeing the constellations that we're seeing. Uh-huh. So mm. 3000 years ago. When the Babylonians looked up in the sky and said, "These are the twelve constellations," the Earth was a little bit different, just a little bit, because it's only mm-hmm. three thousand years ago. Right. It's going to take twenty six thousand. But for the same reason that our North Star changes uh-huh. every few years, the Earth is is changing what we see. Like when we look out into space, we're seeing different things. So you're saying, don't follow the North Star. Well, it changes. Like it's every now and then, it changes. It goes back and forth from Polaris to the other one.
1: But it's always in the north, right? It's never going to be like the North Star, but it's actually in the southwest.
2: No, but we we change which star we say is true north. We oh. the star itself.
1: Wait, there's not just like one North Star.
2: No, we have a couple. Well. That we go back and forth between.
1: This is so new like, to me.
2: Really, like the North Star, like the We Three Kings of Orientar. They were. Yeah, like the I've James heard of Star. them. That was a different. Oh my different God! We gifts, we travel. Wow, well, so where I'm going with this procession thing? The position of the Earth is different than it was 3,000 years ago because it wobbles on its axis like a spinning top. It's going right. to keep changing, and that's why your sign is not the same sign that it would be if you were born 3000 years ago. Like I consider myself a cancer, but really I'm a Gemini. Same with you. Whatever sign is before you, that's probably what you truly are. So I'm a Leo? Probably. Really? But it's only because the constellations we perceive as being in our line of sight and where our sun passes, that shifts. And it is continuing to shift every year until in 26,000 years, it's going to be totally different. What's right before Leo? I'm curious. Cancer. Uh Uh-oh. I'm I'm the crying bitch. So dear listeners, (laughs) if you you enjoy astrology, if that that is fulfilling something within you, if it gives you a better understanding of who you are, um, by all means, dive in. It's a very human thing to to seek out meaning and to categorize we we like to f- we feel comfort i think in fulfilling yeah something already laid out for us we uh, this destiny this this is who i am i don't have to actively create my personality it's there for me yeah. all i have to do is discover it i think that's um a lovely temptation
0: i feel like too at the end of the day it's like it like it doesn't matter your horoscope, it matters like are you a Carrie? Are you a Samantha? Are you a Miranda? <laughs> are you more of an Aiden that or a matters. big? Because for that boys, matters. it's just Aiden or big. There's really right. no other male side. Steve. Or Steve. Steve.
1: Steve. Oh, I'm such a Steve. It's for
2: men. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a Steve. I'm a Steve rising. And just <laughs> I have My a big moon. Carrie. <laughs> Should I talk about the hot astronaut? What hot that?
1: astronaut? asked yes.
2: just to clarify this is a segment called dat, Astronaut, D-A-T ass d a t space a s s t r o n a u t um these are and we're talking about their their psychological ass for the most part and
1: and their physical butts and butts don't lie don't lie to the people don't I'm lie to the people yeah she got a big brain
2: gorgeous so i'm picking astronaut. She got a big
1: brain but she got a fat ass too you know god gave with both hands god bless won't he do it bathed in his blood absolutely Yeah.
2: <laughs> so uh we're talking about hot astronauts um i'm gonna put out the last episode so we've already done ann McLean. so now
1: you wish we'd done Anne McLean.
2: I would totally do Anne McLean. <laughs> can I, can I Google? With, yeah, sure, Google Anne McLean, and then you can Google our current you're Anne You're welcome. Sister.
0: Is Anne McLean Don McLean's sister? <laughs> Probably not. McLean. M C C L A. Oh, it's hard. It, it was not the first one. <laughs> Wait, Anne. I think it's A with an E. Okay. Is she- is she- what is she- what's her situation right now? What is she doing?
2: Uh, she's just being an astronaut. She's just being an astronaut. popping
1: around space, you know.
2: She might be training for something or another. She just got back pretty recently. From, from space? From space. That is, like, very badass. Like, I would not be able to go up there. It's
1: no, scary. Please. No, well, I don't want to wear a diaper.
2: This astronaut that we're talking about today, she is currently, she is in space right now. A-T-M. She is in space. Which is oh, cool. who
1: is it? Who's that astronaut, Michaela?
2: Dr. Kate Rubens.
1: We'll <laughs> actually have the music in. Okay.
2: Yeah, we'll put the music in. Um, Kate Rubens, amazing woman, born in Farmington, Connecticut, 1978. So, what I think is kind of cute is that the year that the first six female astronauts were chosen, 1978, That is when Kate Rubens was born. So she never had to live in a world without people to look up to. Wow. Mm -hmm. Um, Very neat. She wanted to be a couple different things. She wanted to be an astronaut right from the get-go, but she also wanted to be a biologist and a geologist. So her first degree from the University of California, San Diego was in molecular biology. Mm -hmm. Then she went on to get her PhD from Stanford Medical School and she applied online she filled out an online application to be an astronaut and they picked her so she went to nasa
1: she applied through linkedin
2: she yeah she literally she submitted her on application TV. on indeed, <laughs> indeed. Astronaut, and she got it. Really? Class of 2009. She was one of 14 other astronauts selected that year. um before Her that, hair is
1: so pretty. I know this is gorgeous. superficial, but her hair is the prettiest shit I've ever seen in my life. She's
2: so blonde. She's gorgeous, I think. I love her jaw. She's a
1: toothy blonde. blonde. She's a toothy blonde. I
2: love toothy blonde.
1: <laughs> just like this photo, her hair just looks like gold. Absolute yeah. gold.
2: In. Before she became an astronaut, though, she was the head of a research team. She had 14 researchers underneath there, which is kind of cool. And they were studying viral diseases that mostly affected Central and West Africa. So she's very into studying um, viruses, and I'm wondering if she's doing any virus research on the International Space Station this time around. Um, she is a medical doctor. That's a rare for an astronaut. That's also something very desirable in an astronaut. They like to have medical um, people up in space. Because not only are they doing experiments with things brought up from from Earth, but they're doing experiments on themselves, constantly taking blood, doing like seeing how space affects them. So to have a medical doctor on board, she's going to be giving people a lot of shots and Mm. drawing blood and stuff. It'll be fun. Um, She's raised in Napa, California. She likes running, cycling, flying, scuba diving, and reading. She's married. Yeah, she actually, she just launched literally, I think two weeks ago from Kazakhstan with two Russian cosmonauts. She was the woman, Uh, she was the American woman. she is on the International Space Station as we speak. So if you um are lucky enough to have a pass of the ISS over um, your home, which you can see if you download an app or go on NASA backed up, check where the station is, spot the station. Um Space right?
1: Is that the app? Spacebot Space is
2: the app I have. You can also not
1: sponsored, but we could be Oh, Space spot. Could be. please sponsor me. I
2: check you every day.
1: We <laughs> I love be. you. I'm doing yeah. um, Rendio. Super cheap. <laughs>
2: <laughs> literally give us a dollar,
1: please. <laughs> like literally at this point, anything else. Every anything little bit counts.
2: Um, so if you spot the station going over your house, you know, go outside and give a little wave and say, hey, Kate. Because she's she, up can there. she hear you? <laughs> Mm-mm. of course yeah. <laughs> yes. she uh, also while she is in space she is running the nasa astronauts social media account so if you'd like to follow her journey oh. for the next six months she will be there you can follow nasa astronauts on instagram tweetin', and twitter tweeting
1: tweetin and twooting she'll
2: be tweeting and talking and testing and
1: she was a- one fun
2: fact first person to sequence dna in space
1: sequence
2: sequence what does that even mean i don't know But it's so hot. (laughs) Sequence (laughs) gown. (laughs) Oh god. And uh that's what I have to say about Kate Rubens. I'm gonna put pictures of her and stuff. She's very cute.
1: Kate, you're dat. Kate,
2: your dat astronaut. Please stay safe. Safe return to Earth.
1: Yeah, oh my god, get back soon, be safe.
2: Get back soon, be safe, and happy birthday. She launched on her birthday, which is kind
1: of... When was her birthday? What's her (laughs) sign?
2: Yeah, what's her sign? She's a Libra.
1: Scorpio?
2: Scorpio? Hold on. Libra,
1: Libra, Libra. Libra libra
2: so what does C'est that mean libra. about her
1: what does she's, that mean she's wishy-washy and the libra I don't she's know. not gonna be
0: able to decide between um uh air what is it called like freeze-dried
2: uh cereal and freeze-dried steak. <laughs> yeah right now she's struggling with what to eat on the international do spaces. i drink
1: orange juice or repurposed urine like i just no, can't figure can't it out
2: decide. you know Ugh. What? <laughs> you, they drink each other's piss on the internet. Yeah, basis. That, that joke was focus? based in
1: science. Yes. Yeah. It's not just like a hot piss. They literally strip like it down months. to like yeah. its
2: molecular components and they're like, take out all of the organic stuff and just leave the water. But they do drink each other's piss water.
1: Uh, Becky, did you did you eat asparagus before you sent this out? I swear to God. <laughs>
2: do they so drink coffee? They do drink coffee.
1: I, I would hope. I would yes, hope. Uh,
2: I so think they just like us. They're <laughs> <laughs> just like us. They drink coffee. um That was that that's all sense. I have to say about horoscopes.
1: I hope you had as much fun as I did. <laughs>
2: <You> really <reach. laughs> No, that this is what the episodes feel like. This is this what is it. Play. I this swear to God, you did
1: fantastic. You it did was awesome. amazing. Thank
2: you. Yeah. <laughs> that was
0: thank you. I had a lot of fun. I learned a lot see actually like i'm questioning i want to look into what is it vedic astrology vedic
1: astrology yeah it's a whole whole different kettle of fish
0: yeah i i'm interested in because i i feel like i trust like eastern medicine more than i trust western medicine so i imagine i would be more interested in vedic astrology than whatever the greeks were deciding Mm -hmm. i mean they know how to make a salad but i mean
2: They can hey, make Russia a beautiful, Will. colorful, flavorful salad, but can they tell me what's wrong with my personality? Right. Yeah.
1: What are we talking about next?
2: Um, I think I'm gonna ask Natalia. She's in her room, she'll probably verbally respond. Um I think we're gonna talk about Russian cosmonauts.
1: Well, <laughs> She's I love in. That. I love that. <laughs> All right, I so next that. week
2: we'll talk about Russian cosmonauts, including the very first woman in space, Valentina Tereshkova. Okay you guys should talk about witches and the moon